You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. Good morning. If I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, my name is Rosemary, and I am the youth director here at Calvary Church. So that means every Sunday evening, I have the pleasure of preaching to our teens in our community in the grades 7 through 12 over in our other building from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you know a student that meets that criteria and is in 7th through 12th grade, they can join us any Sunday evening over there from 6 to 8 p.m. And if you would like to meet me, I will be in the foyer after service this morning. You can also shoot me an email at rosemarys at calvaryirwin.com. I love, love, love to meet new people. Now, I know meeting new people isn't everybody's jam. Some people, I think we refer to them as introverts. I'm not sure what that means. I got a thumb up from Scott there, though. (laughs) But they get super awkward meeting overly enthusiastic people like myself. So that means the me's of the world makes the them's of the world a little uncomfortable. And for that, I apologize. But it also works vice versa. It is super awkward when I am blabbering on and on and on and on and on to an introvert and they are just like... (laughs) And I'm like... I'm uncomfortable. But that brings us to what I'm talking about today, and that is getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Everybody is squirming a little bit, and I like it. How many of you loathe awkward and uncomfortable situations? I feel like nobody particularly enjoys that. So if your hand's not up, you're lying in church. And that makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) But if you ask... um, Anyone that knows me, that works with me, or that lives with me, like my husband, personally, they'll probably tell you that I love to make things awkward and uncomfortable. But it's not really a matter of loving to make things awkward and uncomfortable. I'm just really, really good at it by accident. I constantly find myself putting my foot in my mouth, metaphorically, obviously. For example, I just got married to my wonderful husband this past November. Pray for him, pray for patience, pray for grace, pray for his understanding. (laughs) But sometime before we were engaged and dating, I, uh, I was here at work and I was talking to Crystal, who works at our front desk right out here in the front office, when Pastor Nick's door opens and he had a gentleman that he was meeting with and they were standing there and they were starting to exit his office. And the gentleman asks Pastor Nick, is that so-and-so's wife? And I awkwardly, I'm like, I'm nobody's wife. (laughs) Just like that. Immediately I had regret. I was like, what was that? I look at Nick, I look at Crystal like, did I just do that? And she's like, you just did that. And I was like, oh. All right, I was mortified, mortified. Of course, Nick and Crystal picked on me the entire day for the rest of the day, and I'm like, well, at least it's obvious why I've been single for so long. (laughs) With pickup lines like that, I don't know how they're not lining up down the street. But it it was great, and it was super awkward. But if I could choose, I would obviously choose to be a normal, functioning adult. Uh, that doesn't make things painfully awkward, but I am beautifully and wonderfully made, right? Right. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, how many of us enjoy being comfortable? 
I love it. If you wanna get me a gift at any point in time, it can be a pillow or a blanket and I will be thrilled. I have no limit to maximum comfy level. I like all of the comfy things. I love it, I love it. You can never have too many blankets or pillows. As a society, in general, we've made comfort a priority. None of us wanna live, work, eat, sleep, or hang out anywhere that's uncomfy. We'll walk three steps into a building or a restaurant and your friends are like, I thought we were going there. And you're like, no, that vibe was uncomfortable. Do you see that carpet? It has stains. I'm not going in there. No, thank you. No, thank you. But you'll join a church and uh, you'll be asked to volunteer or serve. And you're like, I got to be there how early? At what time? That's a no from me, dog. Mm-mm, nope. I like to be comfy in bed, but thank you. Thank you. But I, 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 I got I to, sorry, <laughs> I messed up, but we're fine. <laughs> I'm making you all uncomfortable. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. But see, the problem here is, there we go, back on track. Comfort is suffocating our calling. That's right, comfort is suffocating our calling. Last time I checked and I read the Bible, nowhere in there does it say, be a follower of Jesus and you'll walk the earth in comfort. No. You will be comfortable for the rest of your days if thou art dunked in water. No. When I read from the word of God, I see things like sacrifice, die daily, Turn the other cheek, lay down your life, bear burdens, deny your flesh. I mean, a symbol of our faith is the cross of crucifixion. How comfortable do you think the cross was? Somewhere along the way though, we've managed to convince ourselves that Christianity should be comfortable, and that's just simply not the case. Now working with the youth, I have to be authentic, transparent, and vulnerable. No one can sniff out the lack of authenticity like a teenager. So I'm gonna be authentic and fully transparent with you for just a minute. One thing about being a pastor in training that makes me the most uncomfortable is praying. And I don't mean like the meditative kind, intimate moments with God. I live for those moments of prayer. I live for it. But I'm talking about praying out loud in front of someone I hate laying hands on somebody and praying for them. And I know that might seem ironic because I was just up here with the prayer leaders and I prayed for some of you, please don't panic. (laughs) God still heard me even though I felt awkward and uncomfortable. But I always feel like I'm gonna sound like a blubbering idiot. Like I'm gonna just word vomit and sound nervous and uneducated in this person's time of need and vulnerability. But just because it makes me uncomfortable doesn't give me an excuse to avoid it. God didn't call me to be comfortable. He called all of us to be obedient. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the Lord talks about the Great Commission. This takes place after his resurrection when his disciples meet with him for the first time. And he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit 
and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now I wanna focus on that very last sentence. And surely I am with you always till the very end of the age. And surely I am with you always. This is what gives me the strength to do the uncomfortable because I know I'm not doing it alone. I have the Holy Spirit to help navigate the uncomfortable. See, some of you haven't witnessed the Holy Spirit's strength because you're not comfortable enough to sit in the weakness of your uncomfortable. You're asking God to do something that he can't help you with because you're already strong in the areas that you're continuing to walk through. You don't need lessons in that area. There's nothing left to teach you there. You already know how to do that without him holding your hand, which is why you're comfortable. But to actually step out and to approach that acquaintance you see struggling, to walk up and witness to your neighbor, to actually lay hands on and pray for someone you just met that's going through something. You're gonna need his strength and your weakness. That's where he shows up to help you navigate the uncomfortable. Now when stuff gets real is when you're not waiting for something uncomfortable to happen to you, but when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations. The heavens rejoice when a child of the king steps out of their comfort zone for the sake of the kingdom because they know God's got them. The apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians 12, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Give God the opportunity to pop off. And for those of you that don't talk to teenagers, that means give God the opportunity to do his thing. (laughs) Don't doubt his abilities. In Matthew's gospel, there's an encounter where Jesus walks out on the water to meet the disciples' boat during a storm. At first, they doubted it was Jesus and thought maybe it was a ghost. But Jesus tells them to take courage. It's I. Don't be afraid. Here he is in front of them, walking on water, which I don't know anybody else can do, and they still doubt that it's him. Matthew 14, 28 through 31 says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? What happened here? Peter got uncomfortable. And he took his eyes off of Jesus and he watched the wind. Can I give you a piece of advice? Don't watch the wind. Don't listen to the wind. The wind may sound like your own voice telling you, don't tell that person struggling about the, about, oh man, I'm messing up again. Here we go, rewind. (laughs) The wind may sound like, don't tell that person struggling about the peace they can find in Jesus. They'll think you're weird. Do not ask that person that is sick, struggling with their marriage, having financial issues, etc., if you can pray for them in their situation. 
they'll look at you like you're kind of creepy. Don't listen to the wind. It's there to suffocate your calling. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Obey what God calls you to do. Romans 8.18 says, our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that God will reveal in us. We're not called to be comfortable. We're called to serve, to sacrifice, to make disciples. The great commission given to us says to make disciples in every nation. Can we be honest with ourselves for a moment? How are we going to make disciples in every nation when we're too scared to witness to our neighbors that we've known for five years because we don't wanna make things uncomfortable? When's the last time you invited an acquaintance to church? Here's one that should be easy. When's the last time you asked someone here in this building how you could pray for them? Looking around this sanctuary right now, I see a lot of people that I see here all the time. They've been here before. They're churched people in this room. They're people who came here willingly on their own. People who know Jesus' name at the very least, and yet we are still uncomfortable asking them how we can pray for them. Why? Why are we uncomfortable with doing that? Why are we not comfortable with that little degree of uncomfort? If you could all stand with me, in a couple of minutes, the worship team is going to come up, and, well, they're already up here. What's up? What's up? They're like magic. Anyways, in a couple of minutes, the worship team's gonna do their thing. And uh, while that's going on, there's a couple of things that I want you to do. Sometimes we give you an action step at the end of a sermon, but today, you're lucky, and you're gonna get two. Your first is to invite someone to church. And we tell you to do this all the time. It's not because we want butts and seats and simply just that. If we're being honest with ourselves, how many times do we actually invite someone to church and to hear the message of Jesus and God? Why are you here? You're here for his peace. You're here for his grace. You're here for the community. Think of the reasons why you're here and why you're not sharing that with the people you know. I wouldn't be a member of this church today, studying to become a licensed pastor, sharing a sermon from this platform, in this building at all, if it wasn't for obedient Christians that were willing to leave their comfort zones behind for the sake of the kingdom. There were three people in my life about four years ago, I was just at work, filling prescriptions, giving them out, well not giving them out, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Giving them to the people they belong to. But these three random people that walked into my pharmacy, the first one, she was an older woman, she brought me a Bible. Some of you have heard this story, some of you haven't. She brought me a Bible. It was her Bible, her whole life. And she said, this is gonna be weird, but I'm supposed to give this to you. She didn't care how weird I felt. She didn't care how weird she seemed. She was obeying God and giving me that Bible. And I was like, I don't want it. And she still gave it to me, and she left. And then another woman walked in, 
And she was even more hesitant. She's like, I've been in my car for an hour and a half. She said, I did not want to come back in here. She said, but I did. And I'm supposed to give you this Bible. And I know it's weird. I think it's weird too, but I got to do it. And I'm like, it's actually not that weird. It's happened before. (laughs) But she did it. She didn't care how uncomfortable she felt. She struggled with it for an hour and a half in her car. She struggled with God like, please don't make me do this. She's going to think I'm strange. But she didn't care. She didn't care. She brought that Bible in. She obeyed. And the third one was man. And he didn't even get the opportunity to be like, I'm giving you, I'm like, are you giving me a Bible? He's like, yeah, I thought this would be weirder. I'm like, oddly enough, this is just every day for me, man. (laughs) Every day. But he did it. He struggled outside that door and he brought that Bible back in. And because those three people got comfortable with their uncomfortable and didn't care how I was going to react, I am here today. Right? That's right. That's God. That is God. So don't worry if you're uncomfy. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing what God can do. You're uncomfortable, but he's not. He knows what the result's going to be. So get comfortable with the uncomfortable and invite that acquaintance to church. You could change the trajectory of their entire life like mine. Your second action, and this is where you're all going to get super uncomfortable, but it's okay. Your second action is to find someone here you barely know and pray with them. If you're here in person, find someone you don't know in a row around you. If you're online, you can find someone that's in the chat with you and send them a private message and tell them how they can pray for you. If you're joining us at a warming station, you can find someone in that room with you and pray together. And right now, as the worship team plays, I want you to ask them their name and how you can pray for them today. And then I want you to pray for each other. Then continue to pray for them throughout the week, every single day this week. Then check in with each other next Sunday and tell each other how God moved, because I can guarantee you, God is gonna move. Is this gonna be awkward? Yeah, it's super uncomfortable for most of us, but that's the point. It's time to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Because God doesn't call us to be comfortable. He has a higher purpose for us and we need to be willing to listen and follow where he calls us to go. So right now, take a couple of seconds, leave your seat. I know, I know the comfort of your seat and you're about to leave it. Your knees are weak, you're shaking, you're nervous, you don't wanna meet a stranger. But I promise nobody's gonna judge you here because you are all being told to do the same thing. So leave your seat, find somebody that you've never met, never seen, or somebody that you barely know exchange names, exchange prayer requests, and pray for each other these next couple of minutes as the worship team does their thing because it's gonna be amazing what God can do. And I'm gonna stand here and awkwardly stare at all of you until I see people move. So let's go. Let's go. Try me. There we go. We see people moving. This is it. This is God. Find someone you barely know. This is Pastor Nick Poole, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. 
On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 